What's up, yo? What's going on, everyone? I'm your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to the All In, All Out podcast. I hope that everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice is having a great time, a blessed week, and whatever time it may be, the morning, the afternoon, evening, or the nighttime. Hey, maybe you're listening during the midnight hour. Whatever the case may be, I'm grateful for each and every one of you who takes the time out of your day to listen to this program. My goal with this program is to give generations, past, present, and future, the godly knowledge and understanding that not only live a holy life on the planet, but most importantly, be prepared to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Before we get into the program, I do need to say, please subscribe to the program. Share it with your, your boys, your homies, your friends, quote-unquote, your acquaintances, your associates, your colleagues, your sister, your brother, your parents, whoever the individual may be. Please like share, and subscribe to this program. I truly appreciate all the support from every one of you who listens on a consistent basis. All right. That being said, let's get the show popping. I'm not the type of individual to brag about myself. Really not. I'm an individual who's grateful to live another day because I know that the Lord taketh and the Lord giveth. And that at any time, and this goes for every one of you, the Lord can snatch the breath of life out of your nostrils. He can say one day, I had enough. I gave he or she time to repent and baptize in the name of Jesus Christ and to seek the Holy Ghost. I gave them time to get right with me. Gave them opportunity after opportunity. Gave them an abundance of grace. But they either very prideful to the point where they have a reprobate mind and just hard-headed and stubborn. The reason why I mention that because two Mondays ago, to be more specific, September 25th, for those who don't know, is my day of birth. September 25th, 1998. And this year, I turned 25 years old, for those who are a little slow on the math. A quarter of a century. Thank the Lord Jesus. 
you know, every morning, or at least I do my best to remember every morning, to thank God for another day for the reasons I mentioned earlier. But as I woke up that day, I started reflecting on the 25 years of my life. More importantly, started reflecting on this year alone. Because this year alone, there have been more changes that I recall ever since I gave my life to Christ. Changes such as leaving a church where I was since its foundation in 2008, if I remember correctly. That's 15 years been in one place. Things went awry, and I had asked the Lord, I said, Lord, do you want or need me to stay, or do you need or want me to go? I was standing right in my mom's kitchen. And the Lord said to me, Ryan, you need to leave, and you'll be okay. So I, I compare it to the time where I was sent home at the job I had at the time, driving down I-95. And the Lord said to me then, Ryan, you ain't do nothing wrong. I got you. Just keep doing what you're doing. And I knew when the Lord told me, you'll be okay, that I was going to be all right. And when I left the, that church, the Lord started to open my spiritual eyes more and more gaining more knowledge and understanding of scriptures I've known in the past and scriptures that were never taught to me. And I do want to shout out one individual pastor. And I know even specifically for one individual that when I bring up this individual, they are, they have issues with what this pastor says. But I know that without this individual being on social media one day, hearing the message or a clip of the message, and that's Pastor Gino Jennings. Pastor Gino Jennings, if you don't know, is the overseer of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I remember prior to actually going to his church, the Lord began to deal with me with 
water baptism. I'm just giving you an example of how there's been many changes just within this year alone. And dealing with me with water baptism, you know, when I was, first I did the Catholic baptism as a child, you know, as a baby, they dumped me in the, the bowl or whatnot. I actually have a picture of that day, or at least my mom does, or somebody does. <sighs> then the second time I was got baptized, well, first off, that's the wrong way to do it. I'll do an episode one day on water baptism. I'll just give you a little precursor to that. The second time I got baptized, it was in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Meaning, the pastor of my old church, when he dumped me down in the water, that's what he said. And in my heart, my spirit, it didn't seem right. Because I remember the scripture in Acts 2.38 and other scriptures in the book of Acts. Then Pastor Jennings, Gino Jennings, he came on my social media feed, I believe on TikTok, and he was talking about water baptism. And when I heard that message, I knew, because I want to be right with God. I don't care how far I got to travel. I don't care about what other people's opinions say. I want to get right with God. Fully. I already had the Holy Ghost. But I was missing one key element. So long story short, May 7th of this year, 2023, I drove all the way to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Never driven to Pennsylvania, let alone I've never driven to New Jersey. Because coming from Connecticut to head to Philly, head to Philadelphia, you got to hit New York, and you got to hit Jersey, and that's when you hit Pennsylvania. It was an over three-hour drive that I made. But I didn't care because, as the scripture said, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? When it comes to your soul, it's very important to be scripturally educated and to really do your reading, your research in the scriptures alone. And again, sometime in the future, I will discuss on water baptism. That's just an example on how my life changed this year and another reflection of God's grace and God's mercy that I reflected on the morning I woke up, the day of my birthday. 
along with the people that have been in my life, including my family, this one particular woman, I won't say her name, but she has been a true blessing in my life. It's one of those situations that I've been asking God for years to have. But as the scripture reads, I believe in the book of the prophet Isaiah. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. See, back then, I thought I was ready to be in that type of situation. Looking back, I was not ready at all because I was still in a false church. And I'm just going to make it plain and say it outright. I know one individual who went to the same church as me took issue with some of the things I said. But I got to call it how I see it. Rather, call it for what it is. Not just how I see it, but how it is according to scripture. I remember, and I may have said it to y'all. I remember going in for a interview, you could say. And while I was given a tour of the building where I was at, this older gentleman who has success in his life, run nightclubs and things of this nature, and that worldly thing, he told me, and I'm going to paraphrase, look back on the previous five years of your life and think to yourself, did you really know it all? Which has been an exaggeration, but I got his point. And he said, no, you didn't know. S-H-I-T, that's, that's what he said. <laughs> and I said, no, looking back on the previous five years, I really didn't know anything. And then he said, okay, when you live five more years down the line, you're going to look back at the previous five years, and it's going to be the same thing. The whole point of what he was saying is you're constantly going to be learning. You're constantly going to be evolving. And if you continue to humble yourself and seek the wisdom from the scriptures and from true men of God, men and women, because you can learn from women too, then you're constantly going to approve yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. And that's what I reflected on the day of my birthday. And, <laughs> and I've told people, I've learned more this year alone than I have the previous 10 years since 
given my life to Christ. And during those 10 years, God has been so merciful and so graceful because I've been saying for years that I was born again. But when I went through the scriptures, really done the reading and the studying, I wasn't. If I would have died during those 10 years, I would have burned for eternity. It, that's why it's so important Tell, get a little choked up because it's so important to read the scriptures. It's so important to understand the scriptures, the holy scriptures that are we have at our disposal. Because as Paul said in Philippians, I believe chapter two, that this doctrine is the word of life. This doctrine will guide you to a fruitful and happy life. That's the whole reason why I gave my life to Jesus Christ in the first place. Because I wanted to be happy. I was living a life of misery, depressed, full of anxiety. Y'all, when I tell all of you, my anxiety would kick in when I would be in a public speaking engagement or a oral exam to the point where you there were a handful of reasons how you know I was nervous. I was sweat profusely. Doesn't matter the weather in the room. I would stutter at times. And the worst of all, worst of it all my left leg specifically would shake uncontrollably because I was that anxious. But praise to the Lord Jesus, he delivered me from that. And I no longer get anxious to that level. Maybe from a moment here and there. Maybe. But from what I used to be, no longer anxious anymore. You know, I thought about the scripture in Titus chapter 3. Where, and I'll read it for y'all. Titus 3 and chapter 3. For we ourselves also, it's talking to the true Christians. We for we ourselves were also, excuse me, for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. You know, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing to know, to say that we were sometimes foolish. Sometimes. As the scripture reads, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And it was never for me that I was agnostic or an atheist. But I was not 
living for God. As the scripture reads that if you commit any sin, that you are of your father, the devil. It's a great feeling to know that that term foolish, talking about lifestyle, is now past tense. For we ourselves were sometimes foolish, disobedient, didn't obey the word. You, you, I, I, I recall I was having a conversation. And, and it was an individual. And they pointed out, and I, it was about long hair. Uh, it's talked about in the, the book of 1 Corinthians. And I didn't want to listen to it. Blatantly disobeyed. Until I got convicted so hard of it. That ever since I got convicted, I cut my hair down short. And I never went back to long hair again. Disobedient, straight up disobedient. Were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, deceived, deceived. That is a big one. Deceived. Many of these false churches, many churches in general, preach, teach wrong doctrine. Doctrine of calling God a person. Doctrine of not believing in the Holy Ghost, speaking of tongues. Doctrine that it's okay to divorce. Doctrine that's okay to divorce and remarry. Doctrine that it's okay for a man to have long hair. Doctrine that it's okay to wear makeup. Doctrine that's okay for women to have short hair. Doctrine that it's okay to willfully go against the word of God. Now it reminds me of the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I believe it's in chapter 9. Let me see. I'll find it real quick. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That deception part. My Lord. They, these people are just so wicked, so wicked, especially the T.D. Jakes, Kenneth Copeland's, Joe Alstein's, they don't be preaching from the scriptures. They go against the scriptures and just typical motivational speakers. 
Here's the scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And I'll start at verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Don't be tricked. Don't be bamboozled. Don't be led astray. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So going back to Titus 3, sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived. I was at one point deceived in some of these categories. Adultery was one of them. Because growing up in the church I was, there were people who were double married. I'm just going to call it as it was. And I was taught that that was okay. Or at the very least, it was not preached preached against. Don't recall one time while I was there. And it's not to bury the previous place where I was. It's not. I'm just giving you my experience from where I was and where I am now. And it's all because of God's grace and mercy. And another thing I was deceived upon. Women preachers. Women preachers. Women pastors. Ministers. I recall one time. It was around last year, December. And the church I was at, we were having a three-day event outreach type of thing and I sent my colleague or someone I I had worked with at the time the flyer and he ended up writing a paragraph after I sent that flyer speaking, speaking against women preaching teaching in the pulpit now coming out no, while I was in that place and I was spiritually blind, I, I fought it because I lacked understanding, which led to a conver- conversation that we had. And I believed the scripture. I, I believed it where it discusses... I, I, well, how did it go? I'm, I'm paraphrasing that I, don't, I do not permit a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man. 
over the man. And we were talking about the scripture specifically for a good period of time. And I was under the mindset that why would God essentially tell women to shut up and not say anything? Completely foolish. That's why I, I, when, I, when I woke up that morning, I was thinking about Titus 3. He also were sometimes foolish. I was foolish because I lacked understanding. And I was scripturally uneducated. Scripturally uneducated. And it ended up that God just needed to teach me. And most importantly, allow God to reveal that to me. And then when God gave me the knowledge and the understanding about that particular subject, I went back to the guy and I apologized for my stance. And I repented for that stance. And I said to him, God revealed to me and gave me better understanding regarding that. And scripture to validate that topic. And the scripture, I, I, I'll, I'll read it for y'all quick. And that's, some, that's another topic that I want to touch on one day. Because it, it's dangerous. It, it, it's very dangerous. All right. Titus chapter 2. Literally one chapter away. <laughs> oh, the word is good. The word is so good. All right, Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Sound. Wise. Wise doctrine. That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate. Sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. That they may teach the young women, not young men, not young women and men, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chastised, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. God revealed thou, those scriptures to me, and when I humbled myself to that, I got the understanding. The Lord lifted my spiritual blinders, and I got the revelation. And as I said earlier, I called the dude back. I apologized. I had repented prior to that. And then we went on with the conversation that we had. We were sometimes... Foolish. 
disobedient, deceived, deceived, serving divers lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. One person I particularly hated was my, was my dad. Hated that man. Hated him because of his, the way he used to treat me and the way he would talk to me. But I had to still honor him, still respect him, and love him. For as the scriptures say, for it reads, love, honor thy mother and thy father that your days may be long. I want to live a long life, so I got to obey that word. And because God commanded that. And for those of you out there that have hatred towards your parents, you need to give it to the Lord Jesus. Because God said, Jesus said, to cast your cares upon him. Cast your worries upon him. Whatever hatred that you have, you give it to the Lord. And then you give your life to the Lord. Because until you give your life to the Lord and repent, you will never truly forgive your parents or parent for whatever wrong you did. I got colleagues on the job right now. Seems like a trend there where their mothers weren't good to them growing up. And I reiterate to them, you got to forgive. You got to get rid of that hatred because it's only going to hold you back. And if you still got unforgiveness in your heart, the Lord ain't going to forgive you. Because you'll be a hypocrite. Want people to forgive you. But yeah, you don't forgive your parent or your parents. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And these are the things that the Lord took me out of. Within the past 10 years. When the 10 years that I've given my life to Christ. And in this year alone, getting more and more understanding of Scripture and how important it is to just follow Scripture. One of my favorite chapter books and verses is in Colossians chapter 2, verses 8. Verse 8. Beware! Beware, lest any man, any man, no matter who it is, your teacher, your, your mom, your dad, your, your pastor, your bishop, the brothers, the sisters, your friends, your homies, your colleagues, your acquaintances, people you associate with, your teammates. Beware, 
lest any man spoil you through philosophy. I remember I was watching a, a TikTok stream, and this guy is very, very popular, Bible guy. He went on some stream I saw in the For You page, and he asked the individual, do you believe in the Trinity? And the guy said, no, God is a spirit, John 4, 24. And he said, okay, okay I know God is a spirit, but philosophically, no, 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 no. He said, philosophically, can God speak? Can God hear? But where? But where? I'm telling you. This scripture is so important to be in. You can say I'm a Bible thumper. I don't care. I believe was written in the book of the scriptures. The Bible. Most people know it as. But where? Lest any man spoil you through philosophy. That's what many people want to do. Use philosophy. Try to twist things to fit the lack of understanding. Philosophy. Where many people say the things that were written in the book of First and Second Corinthians, that it was only for that time period. That the women that were in the church of Corinth, they were misbehaving. Liar. Liar. The scriptures never said those things. I remember a while ago, I had to ask one of my siblings... You know, why don't y'all cover y'all head? Because, you know, in the scriptures it reads that my house will be a house of prayer. And that anyone that prayeth or prophesy ought to cover their head. Because they are dishonoring the, the man. I believe the angels in heaven, if I remember correctly. And excuse me if I... That's, if, that's not in there. But that's what I... Remember, and one of my siblings said that the pastor of our old church said that that was only for the time of Corinth. Liar! Scriptures never said that. Never said that. Beware. That's why you got to beware. God said you can't use it. I never said that. God just said, beware. Be on your toes. Be alert. On guard. That's what beware means. That any man spoil. What does it mean to be spoiled? To feed your flesh. Your pleasures. What feels good. What sounds good. What seems good. Beware lest any man spoil you. Spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. That vain deceit would be, it's okay to have earrings on. It's okay. You can paint your nails any color you want, like Skittles. That's okay to wear makeup. 
It's okay to have long hair if you're a guy. It's okay. Feign deceit. And the reason why I use those, those examples, because if you go to the book of Jeremiah, hallelujah, Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 30. Follow me in the scriptures, y'all. Follow me in the scriptures. And when thou art spoiled, when you are spoiled, what will thou do? What will you do? What you gonna do when you are spoiled? When you allow people to flee those fleshly pleasures. What will thou do? Through though thou closest thyself with crimson, though thou deckest thee with ornaments of gold, though thou rentest thy face with painting, and vain shalt thou make thyself fair. Thy lovers will despise thee, they will seek thy life. See, when you allow people to spoil you in that manner, spoil you in those regards, ornaments of gold, decking yourself out with painting, which is makeup, you wicked people. When, show, when it's showing in the scriptures and you're being prideful, you will try to justify. That's what it means when makest thyself fair. You will try to justify your actions. You will try to justify the fruits that you are producing. That's where the scripture reads, you shall know them. In Matthew 7, you shall know them by their fruits, by what they do, how they, the, when they walk the walk and not talk the talk. <sighs> Hallelujah. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. Tradition of men. This, this one is good. When there's nothing wrong with tradition, as long as it don't contradict the word of God. I was talking with an individual weeks ago about a certain topic, which I won't reveal, because it's still ongoing. And I explained to this individual regarding said topic. Does the scriptures, when it comes to God Almighty, Jehovah, the I am that I am, the first and the last, if you're going to do something in the name of the Lord, and it's not in the scriptures. It's in vain. It's no good. Didn't mean nothing. 
I remember I told the same individual when your your child was quote unquote baptized, how the Catholics do it. It didn't mean anything. Now, I mean, I was very rough with it, but I told him the truth, made it plain. Because better they know the truth than to not know it at all. So, he went on to say in regarding the topic I hand that it's a tradition within their family. And I said to him, I gotta come back to the scriptures now where it reads, beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy. <laughs> And vain deceit, and after the tradition of men. And I explained to him, there's nothing wrong with tradition as long as it don't contradict God's word. For example, if your family has a tradition of having a family reunion every summer, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Just that alone. There's nothing wrong with that. If your company likes to give a celebration to people who are, who are tenure workers on the job for their longevity and long tenure, there there's nothing wrong with that. But when you do a tradition that goes against what the scripture states, beware that lest any man spoil you through the tradition of men. Now, what do you mean by tradition of men? That part, men. Men who are not God-led. Men who do these traditions out of their flesh and not following the Holy Spirit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, the rudiments, let me share with y'all what does rudiments mean? Rudiments are just basic principles in life. Fundamental skills, the basics, the foundation. For example, men say that there was a big bang. Men say we come from apes. Men say that women are men and men are women. To the point where it used to just be you were either male or female or didn't want to share. Now they got dozens upon dozens of categories. Rudiments of the world. That's what the world says. That's obviously not what, not what God says. 
fundamentals, principle. That's what it means by rudiments. And not after Christ. Again, that's Colossians 2 verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. That's scripture. This year, and one that I reflected on, is one of the most important scriptures that myself and all of you people who claim to be Christians can ever learn. Because it's going to challenge you on how much you truly follow what's written in the book. Push come to shove. You're going to go by what's written in the scriptures. And not philosophy not traditions of men, not the rudiments of the world, or any vain deceit, but what's written in the book. And the only way you're going to know the difference is through humbling yourself, reading the scripture, asking God to give you understanding, and then obeying the word which includes the baptism, which includes the Holy Ghost, which includes the commandments, which includes the, the Gospels, and every book that's in the Scriptures. It's, it's such a blessing. Go back to Titus 3. It's such a blessing to know that we were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lust and pleasure, serving the flesh, serving what I wanted, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, after doing all that, verse 4, Titus 3, verse 4. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, because works alone will not save you. There's nothing you can do to earn yourselves. A ticket to the kingdom of heaven. Works alone, uh-uh. Not going to do. It's, 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 hallelujah. We're saved by grace through faith. And faith without works, there we go. Faith without works is dead. Why is it faith without works? Because you got to show your actions. Go out, go out into the world and teach all nations. Go out into the world. Go out. Share the gospel. Preach the word. 
Mm-mm-mm. Faith without works is dead. That's why in verse 5 it reads, not by works of, of righteousness, which we have done, but according to God's, his mercy, he saved us by washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. It's, man, I'm just so thankful, so merciful, and so grateful that the Lord continues to use me as a tool on this earth to lead people to Christ. And at the very least, show them there is a better way. And there's no other way than Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's only one way, y'all. It's only one way to live. And that's holy. Following holiness. The holy faith. Righteousness. That's the way to live. What will you do in exchange for your soul? How much do you care about your eternal life. Because at the end of the day, this physical life, this flesh, paint yourself. That is only temporal. God can snatch the breath of life out of you at any time, as I mentioned in the very beginning. Get right with the Lord Jesus Christ. Get right with God now. Before it's too late. Don't be so stubborn, hard-headed, prideful, getting in your feelings, being all sensitive. Just get right with God. Listen to people who are true born-again believers. And believe the scriptures. Listen. Put your emotions out of it. I can speak to myself. Whenever I talk to anyone about the Lord Jesus, it's because I want to show you there's a better way to live. When I correct you on things you believe, using the name of the Lord Jesus is because I love you and I want you to live a better life than the one that you have now. As the scripture reads, work out your own, I believe it's in Philippians 2 as well. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. See, I'm, I know I'm set. I know I'm not going to backslide. I know that I'm going to obey the Lord 
to the best of my ability. And Lord willing, I don't fall. But I know that I will remain steadfast in the Lord. And that I will be in heaven one day. Because I've been baptized the right way. God promised me the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I obey his word. And I don't compromise for no one. No one. Don't care what it is. Don't care if it's family. Don't matter to me. I remember when I was invited to someone close in our family to their child's baptism. And as I mentioned earlier, child baptism isn't biblical. And I said, no, I'm not going. I said that to my mom. I'm not going. And I said, ma, it's child baptism in the scriptures. Is it in the Bible? And then she said to me, it's not, I'm not putting her down, but I'm just telling you that I will not put the word in front of nobody. And I asked that question, and she said to me, it's tradition. And I said, if that tradition, according to Colossians 2, chapter 8, contradicts the word and is not after Christ, I don't want it. Because if I sit in the stance, I'm strengthening the hands of the evildoers. And also the Bible said to abstain from all appearance of evil. All, all appearance of evil. Oh, I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for his grace. I thank God for instilling in me this military mindset. People have called me stubborn and hard-headed. The guy I mentioned earlier, we were having a conversation about women pastors. He called me stubborn. He, he, straight up, he called me stubborn and angry. <laughs> but if you're going to say that I'm stubborn and angry because I'm standing on the word and the word alone. Because look, when you're going to come to me about Jesus Christ. You got to come with me with the scriptures. You got to come with me with the Bible. If you're not going to come with that, then I don't want to hear it. I don't. Because this word is all I need. This word is my guideline. This word is a GPS system in a way to direct me on the highway of holiness. Not to say I won't listen to nobody. Not to say I won't hear them out. But at the end of the day, I'm going to come right back to Scripture. Those are the things that I reflected on. Living a quarter of a century. Another year around the sun. And again... Can't say it enough how grateful and glad and happy and how 
that I have, we have a merciful God. Because God knew that I truly wanted to live right. And I had asked the Lord. I had asked him. Back when I was in that church, how come you didn't reveal these scriptures to me at those times? And the Lord said to me, you would have rejected it. Yeah. Because, and and it showed when I had that conversation with the individual that one day. I would have rejected it because I grew up in it and that's all I've known consciously. That's all I've known. And because I grew up in it and I, I was in it at that time, I naturally would have defended it. But when I came out, as I said, and I seeked understanding on these various topics, God gave me the understanding and the knowledge. As the scripture reads, I believe in Hosea, for my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You need the knowledge of God, folks, the one true living God. The same God that walked with Abraham. No, excuse me, that walked with Adam. In the cool of the day. The same God that made a covenant with Abraham. The same God. (laughs) That is the I am that I am. The one Lord, the one Savior. And the one way to everlasting life. And I just thank God for again to live to 25 years old and to know that God is with me. He won't forsake me because I will not forsake the Lord. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this program today. As I said, please give the program, the podcast, share it, like it, subscribe, promote it. I would truly appreciate that, y'all. And with that being said, stay blessed and stay well balanced. Thank you.